Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have Christine Meehan Berg. Hello! I feel the applause. <laughs> <laughs> she can feel you all, sending her all the love, yeah. the claps. There's all the, there's, everything's happening at once right now. And she is right now nursing God. her three-month-old Nipple baby. out. Yeah. 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 Boob out. Boob out. That's what you do. And, uh, uh, you're a mom, so that's fine. I don't feel like you're upset by it. I am 0% upset yeah. by it. <laughs> um, I nursed Shane for two years. I know. We just said that. That's a lot of time. That's that's a feat unto itself. <laughs> like it I can't, I'm three months, three and a half, and I it's a struggle constantly. Like It's like I need to make sure that I'm constantly producing, and if I'm not producing, it's stressful, and then it's, oh, well, what did I eat or what didn't I eat, and... You know, so you change your diet, and I changed my diet completely to. How'd you change it? I was gluten free, and then were you really? Well, because I had I shit. <laughs> you were gluten free before. Podcast. No, no, no. You can curse. okay. So I shit my pants eight times in a year, and so while pregnant or <laughs> like four times on the streets of New York City. No, not while That's pregnant. A fun thing. Just, just and I was like mm. just being a human, <laughs> just walking around, <laughs> shit my pants as you do, <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Maybe something's going on. <laughs> After the fourth time. Yeah, the four, not the first or second. Not the third. It took four times. But I was like, mm, mm, this is this is bad. And uh, one, one of the times was uh, I shit my pants on my birthday. Oof. After Tony Danza had left my show. He walked out of my show at Broadway Comedy Club because I was Wait, so Tony bad. Wait, Tony Danza was Tony on your Danza. show? No, he was in the audience. Why? He was like the industry guest, I really? guess. Really? I think Tony I was hosting Danza? a bringer <laughs> at Broadway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is before I got engaged. That is hysterical. He left. He was heckling me, and then, yeah, he heckled, and then he like, Tony Danza left. looks like a heckler. He is. A, he's the worst. Wow. And then it gets even Tony, better. Tony, I know you're listening right <laughs> now. Now you're listening. Yeah. And then I this went- This is a bringer podcast, and Tony's the <laughs> industry. <laughs> I had met him in the Italian, what is it, Little Italy, 
um, like maybe seven, almost eight years ago. So I met him the first year I moved here. And then he is on this, he's at this show that I'm hosting on my birthday. It's a weird thing with me and Tony Danza. Interesting. And so he left when I was on stage. I guess he like hated me so much. I... It, it was a bad day. That's hurtful. I, w- I had belly issues. I was crying. I was exhausted. I'd worked like a nine or 10 hour day at gymnastics. So I go to do this show and then he leaves. So then I went outside. I'm like, did Tony Danza really leave? And he came out. So he must have gone downstairs to go to the bathroom. He came out and I was outside smoking a cigarette. I was smoking at that point. And I went to shake his hand and he put his hand up and was like, no, no. Like he like waved my hand away. It was like, mm. like he dissed me so hard. I went home crying. What is his problem? I don't know. That is just mean. I can't believe we went right to Tony Danza. But we, <laughs> then <laughs> after that, I think I'd had a glass of Chardonnay. And it was my birthday. And it was like the cheap Broadway comedy club Chardonnay. That is it made from like rice wine. I don't know. And because uh, <laughs> they don't have a liquor license. <laughs> Good times. Good times. And so I got on the train. I got him like rumbles in the Bronx in the train. And I had moved in with Aaron at that time. And so I was walking to our new our apartment. And I shit my pants a block away <laughs> from home. And I had to walk into the apartment on my birthday he had had a lot I used to do a big bit about it how he had a lobster like candlelit dinner waiting there for me and out on the out on the deck and uh, I had to like run in into the bathroom take my pants off in my shower did you tell him at the time or no no and then so like he's like what's happening I'm like I have to shower and I just run in take a shower come out and I said he's like the lobster's ready and so I was like, okay, and I sat down, and then, and so the the joke is that I had to fart, and I thought to myself, I can't shit my pants twice in a day, and then not I on did, your and not on my birthday, and then I, and then he goes, did you just fart? And I was like, it was the chair, but the chair was wicker, and like <laughs> wicker chairs don't squeak. <laughs> so this he is the knew. weirdest story. I like to that we start opened. a podcast, no. but that's so that. It was that was my my shitting my pants story my birthday and so it was a really good bit that I used to do it was my favorite thing to talk about but uh, I don't really talk about <laughs> shitting my pants anymore. Well, now you talk about probably all your parenting stories, all the parenting stuff. Yeah, I. Uh, well, let well, me like say I this said, real quick: no more, no more gluten. Chris, yes, no more gluten mm-hmm. after shitting yourself. Four but then times. having a baby, it took the gluten intolerance away. Amazing. So now I'm eating it all. I also want to add: so Christine's married to Aaron, Aaron Berg, a yep. very funny comedian so and I think that that both of you being hilarious comedians makes all of this do you know what I mean like you both have such big personalities and you're both so funny but also so kind so I feel like it makes even funnier with like the lobster dinner thing knowing who Aaron is too you know to be like did you did you just shit your pants bro and I was like I did earlier you know don't ask me these questions that's amazing very honest with each other that's the I think that's well like you know when you date it's a bad thing for a lot of comics to date other comics we all know what happens to a lot of people they get you know it it doesn't end well never does it can get ugly it can get ugly and especially because you never stop seeing that person I mean I'm talking to a friend of mine that dated a comic who is more or she's better known and then broke her heart 
and she has to see him and see him on social media and you know any like oh is that person gonna be there it's not a good time it's not like you know you're in New York City and you're in different industries and you can go to a different bar and hang out it's not that and uh, so it's just it's this it's just like it's like high school still obviously we all we all say that all the time and to have to see that person all the time I mean God forbid anything happened between Aaron and I, I would be, my life would be ruined. Like, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere. We'd all be so sad, though. Everybody would be so sad. We love you all so much together, like, as a unit, (laughs) that it would just be, like, I think all of us would be traumatized. we're a fun unit, because I think, You are. We are, like, everything is kind of out there. Yes. Yeah. um, I think it gives a lot of us hope, so, like. (laughs) For whatever, I'm like, we fight, we fought today. Well, you're humans. Yeah. And that's, and a lot of the material now is about, like, that's the, I even said to him today, I'm like, he goes, I don't like when you yell at me. And I go, I'm not yelling. I'm just raising my voice. And I got, so I, like, I talk to people and I say, you know, like fighting is, is honest and it's real. And I grew up being told, don't fight with your sister. Or, don't fight. Yeah, you do. You fight, but then you have to make up. Yeah. You have to make up, and then you have to make up in front of your kids. Like you can't just fight in front. I mean, not like punch each other in the face fight. No. But I did, <laughs> like you, I threw a loofah once and it was, and he does a bit about that now. Really? But now I'm going to be like, you know what? I need to say that too. Cause I did like, that was the hardest thing that I had to, like I threw something. I also threw in, in a fight. I threw But it a, was a loofah. It was a And loofah. I don't think it catches a lot. Of, like, I think mm. it doesn't go very far, No, correct? it doesn't go. Yeah. <laughs> I also threw a cardboard, a small cardboard box that was broken down. Okay. Um, that has a little more weight to it. it but it, but it kind of, like, it was like a kite. So I, like, <laughs> threw it at the, at the, a closed door. And, um, and then it kind of just flew, like, it. It didn't go where I wanted it to go. So it just kind of flew in the air. Now, but how does Aaron feel about that? Because it's always the intent behind it, right? So if your intention was to like nail him in the head. No, he was, he had closed the, he had gone out of the door and I was so mad. Like I threw the cardboard box at the door. Wow. But you were upset at the time. Like it was like a real thing. Yeah. And. (laughs) Did he hear it hit the door? No. (laughs) No. I have to walk out of here and take a walk. And I'm, I took a walk the other night, but taking a walk, you, I'm like, you don't get to leave. I'll leave. You know, that yeah. you just have to escape each other. And then I took that for whatever reason, I threw a cardboard box at the door because I was frustrated and I like, no, did I want to hit him in the head with it? No. Did I want to, did I want him to hurt? No. I just wanted to throw a box. You just wanted to release whatever anger tension was in your body but we have i mean when you love a person and when they frustrate you do i think violence (laughs) do i think violence is acceptable no but it's but it's honest (laughs) that i did that i threw pajama the violence was pajama pants yeah the violence though wasn't at him like i guess the frustration in general because you know when you're like when you're having an, a disagreement and the person isn't hearing the things that you're saying and then they're because they're coming from their side and you're not hearing what they're saying. So most of the time an argument is really just miscommunication and not understanding each other. Um, so that's what I feel like it is. It's like you don't you're not understanding me. And then we're because we're human and imperfect and stupid most of the time hold on i gotta lift the baby and put her on another tit okay okay um 
So we're doing a switcheroo of the baby onto another breast. Onto another boob. She seems okay right. She seems okay right now, but we'll see. You're gonna switch to the other. And by the way, Piper, her baby is seriously one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. Like, if you guys want to go, I mean, we're gonna plug this, the Instagram and all that stuff at the end. But what is your Instagram? right now i'm like if people want to see right now how funny cute. funny x teen is on instagram and aaron's is so it's funny x t i n e and then um just hit her in the head with a microphone and then aaron's is aaron berg comedy aaron a-a-r-o-n-b-e-r-g comedy so if you watch if you if you pay attention to both of ours uh You'll see what our life is like. And we're so we're working on trying to get a reality show. Are you? Because this is, you just really don't want it. And I keep trying to shove this. Are you all right? Are you going to be all right? It's she right doesn't there. want it. No, she doesn't want it. Hold on one second again. She's like, can you take your boob out of my face? I don't want it. <laughs> okay. And right now Hold she's wearing up. these like, what are they called? Travel pants? Oh, the baby, not me. Yeah, the baby's wearing travel pants. <laughs> you have to see because if yeah, if you if you go on their Instagram, you can see there are these like red and orange striped pants that are just fantastic. <laughs> they are. They're a, a gift from Casey Balsham from Spain. So uh, yeah, we're working on this reality show, and uh, we've pitched it, and and I think it's, you know, like I said, I I don't think there's anything really special about our. Uh, it's a relationship, and it's a real one, and it's yeah imperfect and we have a baby i think what is interesting is that we are raising her in stand-up comedy and we're very verbal about what's going on with each of us so which is refreshing yeah i well i hope so i I guess yeah and you know and i take her everywhere with me and i don't leave her at home we can't afford you know we're comics so i can't afford to get a babysitter or a nanny i would love to no, but I also wouldn't. Like, it's kind of nice to have her with me. And she's she's really, like, she's well-adjusted. And she likes to be in shows. And she likes the talking. And she likes Hi, the cutie. people. She's staring at Kate right now. Hi. She's like, I just ate. I'm good. So I that's love the her thing. so much. Um, I'm going to have to hold her in a second because okay. I can't not. Yeah, you um, got to do that. Well, what I was saying to you before we started, what I love is how much you do take her with you. And obviously I did that with Shane when he was about five or six, mm-hmm. which is a whole other age. That it's, and it's a different ball game. It's a totally different ball game than newborn. And I love, you know, I got only once did I get to see you in person with her there. And it was like made my day. I was like, oh, let me hold Piper. Yeah, yeah. You and know? I was I like, hey, do you want to hold her for 35 <laughs> seconds? Yeah. And then you're like, you know, what? I want to go. In the back. <laughs> I forget why, though. I couldn't. There were a couple reasons I couldn't just like stay. You were being chill. asked to come. To yeah, I had. To, I think I was doing you. drag and sorcery or mm-hmm. something that night. Yeah. So because I wanted to stay longer because um, I actually do want another. I don't know when, but. Or how. Yeah. <laughs> how It'll happen. Uh, yeah. These eggs are still kicking. How old are, how old are you now? You know what? I don't you need to ask you that. T- no. no, I'm 36. I, I'm older but my than eggs, you. My eggs still have... Your eggs are still viable. No, I got good eggs. You okay? got a, I talk got to them. Eggs. They're alive. <laughs> they're thriving. They're doing great. You were all fine until like mid-40s, apparently. I had I my first child at 37. Longer. So Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which was, I'm not worried about it. It was rough. It, the it was shot? Rough, all of it. All of it. The whole entire the entire you, experience. Wait, did you have to do IVF? Mm-mm. No. Oh what no. Shot? We didn't have a we didn't have a problem getting pregnant. It's just every I had so many needles. I had so many for what? I was a high risk pregnancy oh. for being older. I have Hashimoto's disease, which is a which is a thyroid disorder. 
And um, it's so like during genetic. the pregnancy, you were getting poked and prodded. Oh, the whole time. Yeah, I, I had to do you. the. Uh, they thought I had. Ge- I'm going to be yelling at all my doctors. Like, <laughs> I am fine. Stop planting fear. <laughs> they into do this that. Pregnancy. I'm they sick ins- of it. They instill so Women much fear. Women can have babies up until a lot later than we think. I'm yeah. sick of this attitude. And you know this this idea that like everything that you do is wrong. And I feel like that's what I started that I started talking about when I was pregnant was. Like, yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't enjoy this. And I feel like a lot of women, we're not allowed to say that. Like, we're kind of, we're judged for it. She's the cutest. I just can't with her. She's, she's too cute. Are, and she's making little happy faces at me. So it's making me have to talk. I can't. She's just too <laughs> cute. She's delicious. She is. She's, she's such a happy pants. baby. And her little legs are like when they bounce up in happiness. Look, and then she points in happiness. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me with this cuteness? Yeah. It's stupid cute. Why are you so cute? Mm-hmm. I just want to like talk to her and like. She, here she's talking. Hi. Why are you so cute? <laughs> I know. That was the, that was Piper Berg, everyone. Yeah. Anything else? You want to say anything else? Thanks for coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a giggle. Did you hear it? She's ridiculous. I love so, her. Um, and Christine will literally, you'll have her, like, I forget what you call them now. The wrap? In, yeah, like in those wraps. Mm-hmm. I forget. The baby Bjorn is what I had when, well, I, when I had Shane at that age. She's too, she was too small for a baby Bjorn for a while. She was so small. She was born 5'7". So she came out of the hospital 5 pounds. So she was super tiny. Little nugget. Uh, and I had this wrap. Okay, let's talk about I hate. There's one wrap and I want everyone that's listening to go. And if you find a person wearing one of these, hit them. Hit these women and be like, stop being stupid. Stop wrapping yourself. What wrap is it's this? It's called a Moby. It's the worst thing imaginable. Why? Because it drags on the ground. If you're oh. in New York City and you have to you have to wrap your body and then put your baby in this thing it's dragging on the street it's really a nightmare the baby Catan is the one that I have and it goes on like a t-shirt and then you just like wrap it's so easy and then I mean she's in it in less than 30 seconds so I I put her on that and then yeah sometimes and you'll take her on stage if if sometimes if it's necessary I don't do it like somebody was like oh here we go we got a prop comic I had a guy who said that heckle me for 15 minutes because I had her with me one night and this guy was just like white, you could just older seventies mm. man, like bald, probably closet homosexual, which I kept calling him, and so I won. <laughs> but he like, I was like, just get out of the closet, bro. That's where you, be- I guess that's where you thought you belonged, and like it just was this whole thing. So he called me a disappointment, and uh, and it was like the one of the worst heckles that I've had. That must because be it was intense fighting so mean. with Piper in between you. Yeah, two. and then like and then the mic was a was a wireless mic and it cut out while the guys heckling me. So Dear now God. I micless just yelling. I'm sweating. I've got a sweater that's too hot for the gig. And like she's attached to me. So it was a rough time. I got on the phone with Aaron afterwards and I was like, I hate this guy. And he goes, Sometimes it's nice to take it on the chin. And I was like. Thanks, bro. <laughs> That's nice. What a dude response. I was, like, I was like, you know, but I've done the same thing to him where I've yeah. seen him eat it hard and be like, but don't you love bombing though? Doesn't it mean you're growing? And he's like, you're the devil. Like, why would you say? So that, you know, um, but yeah, I take her on stage as a necessity. I got it. If I have to. So I'll bring her with me to shows because that's a necessity to me. And I can't leave her at home. And I need to keep doing this for myself and for her, for sanity. 
Um, so will you leave her with a good friend to watch her for 15 minutes? If if there's somebody that yeah. I trust there, like I'll if I like I perform it at Greenwich I'll stop by and I'll give her my best friend you know is there so like if you were there and there's a lot of great female comics that showed up to my baby shower and so there's always that what's amazing is that there's a lot of females in stand-up comedy and you know that idea that um that it's not welcoming to women whatever that controversy is right now I've never experienced that I've experienced the the exact opposite of that and I don't know if it's because I've established myself as somebody not to be what's the word that I'm looking for she's just being so cute to me right now look at her I can't she's like literally it's it's really hard to pay attention to me when she's like she's like (laughs) making faces like we're sharing an inside joke yeah like for real like she's like she's like hey girl yeah and I'm like oh my god Stop charming with that cuteness. I already love you. A bajillion <laughs> she times. She knows exactly what times she's doing. Times infinity. Why are too. you so cute? No, but you know that that thing that women are doing where they're like, oh, it's so hard to be a woman in comedy. I mean, it is. Yeah. But it's also like no one's ever been inappropriate to me unless I opened it up for them to be inappropriate. Like, you know, no one's ever I've been. I've had some. I've had one guy that grabbed me gross on, on the back of the head. And I was like, really? and I stood up for myself. So that's happened. Um, but it's, I don't know, like, I guess maybe I started, I came to New York after several years and I had already kind of been in this boys club for a while, I guess what, four or five years in Philly. So I just, I don't know. That wasn't. Oh, you started in Philly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't come to New York super young either. I came to New York at 30, 31 years old. So it was like, and I'd already been, you know, working mm-hmm. at my craft and it, and it wasn't like I was this green kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like insecure, naive young girl. That's like, what do I do? I know this kid. Her and I started playing footsies and I, yeah, t- now they're playing footsies. I tapped her foot and she tapped it back and then she started laughing. And I was like, <laughs> stop it. We play a game, Piper and I. Piper likes to spit her binky out when I'm in the kitchen or anywhere else. And then I'll come and I'll put the binky in. And then a minute later, she'll spit it out. (laughs) And then I'll come and she'll start screaming. So then I'll go over there. And the moment I walk in front of her, she makes eyes at me and laughs because she knows what she's doing. They know. Yeah, she knows. Shane used to do that when he was a baby. We used to call it take your binky, where (laughs) I'd be like, take your binky. And he'd take it and throw it. I'd be like, oh, and I'd give it back. And I'd be like, take your binky. And he'd throw it again and laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she has such a good personality. Yeah, she's a personality. I don't think there's going to be, this is not an easy life for me to handle this one. She's going to be, she's going to challenge me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's well, going to challenge me. with you and Aaron, of course, she's going to have she's not gonna be a fiery personality mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah, there's no wallflower in my baby. No. Because no. she also knows the energy. She knows the difference between she's grumpy at home and that she's ha- she has a great time when she's out. So she only really fusses at night when we're at home and not doing anything, which in her way, I think, is like, hey, mom, stop. Stop being lazy. Go out and do a show like, like she's you need bored. To. Yeah, she's <laughs> bored because she knows what I mean. I was nine and a half months pregnant, nine months pregnant when I did my um, when I recorded my album. I remember that. Yeah. And that was so great. If I can get the shit. Didn't together. you do an album on your due date? Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. So it, I was there's a picture of it and it is it's I was disgusting. Whew. Yeah. I just time. love. And once again, I said this to you before we started, but like. I really think 
that you are an inspiration to moms in the sense of like you can have a kid or children and still live your life and yes yeah, seize I the guess. heck out of it yeah. you can like you're doing it and I love that having a baby hasn't stopped you from still getting on stage and hustling in comedy and I, yeah I, I do I think it's an inspiration and she's clearly one of the happiest babies I've ever seen so it's not like she's at all suffering from you not just there's a lot staying of, at home or something yeah and there was a lot of judgment in the beginning from that for people me. love to judge yeah I mean and even like even family which there was that question like when I was pregnant and I remember my father-in-law like uh I think I was eight months pregnant and he, you know, we would FaceTime and he'd go, you're not going out tonight. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got two shows. And I'm, well, what are you, how are you going to get there? I'm going to take the subway. No, you're not like, this is not a good thing. So from then on, it was this worry that it would be detrimental to her. Yeah. And it's not, it's really the opposite. I think like she's, she's so well adjusted because yes. of what we're doing. Yeah. I can see it. Oh, she needs a banky this one. Oh, you need a banky? Or are we still hungry? I don't know. Well, Maybe. I was saying before we were talking about the gluten-free thing is I was vegan my entire pregnancy with Shane. I broke it two times to have pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and I cried about That's the cows. What- <laughs> That's how dramatic I was then. I was like apologizing. Oh, which is the... Because the industry. The milking is rough. Which I still don't like, but I, I definitely am now vegetarian or veganish in the sense of I try to eat vegan a lot mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not a strict vegan yeah. anymore but I was my entire pregnancy and everyone was like giving me their their opinions meanwhile I was Everybody. drinking a million protein smoothies a day like I was making sure I was really watching my levels with vitamin I was taking like seven horse pill vitamins a day because I knew I was vegan and I had to make sure that I was watching the nutrients that I was taking in and the fats and all right. that stuff. But I mean, I was, I've never been so alert on everything I was eating, but everyone loves to say like, Oh, there's a lot you're of messing judgment. Him up. And I was Every like, single I'm thing doing that you're doing. Yeah. Right. I mean like no matter what you're doing. And I think that that's what I, that's what I conveyed in the album was <sighs> there's so much judgment, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you are. And like, uh, I, yeah, I guess it takes a village, but at the same time, I'm never going to put my child in harm's way. If I think it would be harmful to her, I probably won't do it. Yeah. And so allow me to make the decisions for my own child. And you'll hear, like, there's a lot of women that have had babies and that are doing stand-up. I mean, you know, I talked to Amina Imani. Yeah. And she was like, honestly, you have to make your decisions as a mother and you need to put your foot down and stick to whatever you think is right. It's nobody else's child. It's yours. I love so that. at the end of the day, like you got to, you know, suck it up and be like this. This is my shit. This is my family. Fuck off. And that's kind of where I am with it. Um, and I, I mean, I agonized over it in the beginning. I think for me in the beginning and it, it'll seem it'll seem crazy, obviously, for me to say this, but two weeks after I had her and I'd had a C-section and she was breech and it was an emergency C-section. It was a really hard recovery. Wow. Two weeks in as a person that's always out every single night. And you know, even, even throughout the, to like three days before I gave birth being on stage. Um, I, I had some real severe postpartum and I was, uh, I think it la- the the worst of it lasted for three days, and I think it was the isolation because women are isolated, and they are 
and they're afraid and you're told that you have to stay at home and you have to be in the same you have to like for you to look at the same four walls for for six weeks is insane can we pause you want to because i think she's a shitty diaper oh really is that (laughs) why all right guys we'll be right back And we're back. <laughs> so we took, <laughs> it took it, there was a, a huge explosion. Um, so I took, I took myself at at two weeks to um, to the standing room, and I because I was going a little crazy. I mean, postpartum is real. Sorry, I'm smiling so much as you say it. It's just postpartum. That, well, Christine <laughs> let me hold Piper, and she's wrapped up in this little like baby, baby blanket, blanket that, that Shane had. Yeah, and I'm just like in heaven. So I'm just yeah. like I'm like smiling well, as you tell, tell me about, about your yeah. postpartum. I'm like really in postpartum, and I'm just <laughs> smiling. I'm like, ah, baby. Uh, uh, yeah. So I had like three days of terror and staring at the same four walls. You know, for two weeks for me was torture. Uh, I had a doctor tell me that one time that if you put somebody in the same four walls and if you leave them there for long enough, it's a form of torture. It so is. Do- it is. So oh, for little, me, I mean, that's what like that's what imprisonment is. I know her feet so. came out. <laughs> imprisonment. <laughs> Look at the baby feet. Um, so you feel like you're you're in prison. I think a lot of women. She's agreeing with us. A lot of women. Uh, you know, they they do it and they just have to kind of swallow that. For me, yeah. I didn't. I have. And we're really fortunate that I'm allowed that I can get on stage and do what I yeah. can do. And I got it like somebody had to literally lift me up. I had a, an incision and I had Jesus. stitches. And it I was know two we weeks. need to. I need to hear because I had, I don't know about the the story of labor and all that stuff. So I do want to hear more about that. Ugh. All the fun, mm. you know. Well, I didn't know I was in labor, and the <laughs> for two days I thought I was just pissing my pants. Really? Mm-hmm. And I because But it was your water breaking coming out? Yeah. And I I kept I kept thinking that the the the, the cramps that I have are just Braxton Hicks. Oh. Because they're they weren't they weren't That's painful. Nuts. I was like, Oh, I just have gas or I mean, I say this, like gluten intolerance is way more vicious Really than the than the Oh my god <laughs> contractions that I had in the beginning. Like I just like, like I said, I've shit my pants way too many times in public, <laughs> and and have dealt with that. Like the rumbles in the Bronx, that's what going into labor, I guess, felt like. But I just didn't think. Interesting. It just wasn't so vicious, and even up until the point we got to the hospital and uh, and they checked me. I mean, I had gone to the park. I walked my dog. Whoa. I was watching my nieces. I made them lunch. Like if there was no fear, it wasn't this scary moment it was like oh let's go to the hospital and just get checked out and then i sat there for five hours because i had had food at like i don't know five hours prior to that so they couldn't do a surgery on me because i had to digest or whatever and then i mean yeah so like like for me that's not that much pain and i guess i never really went into huge labor maybe they were calming me down with stuff but um, they didn't want me to go into a rest or anything. Yeah. And then the f- when I did go in for surgery, it was the most vicious 20 minutes of really? my life because I was alone with a nurse. And when they were trying to give me the spinal, like they give you a different, it's not even an epidural, I guess it's like different something thing? different for, uh, for a C-section. And I think I was going into a rest because um, I kept hearing this beep, 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 and I don't, or maybe she was. So 
and, and they were like, you have to calm down. And I was being held because they were stick like the, and the guy said a little, a little pinch and I, I didn't know what they were doing. So like if they had told me a little pinch to give you a local anesthetic yeah. and then get the needle into your spine, I wouldn't have jumped, but I jumped <gasps> and then I'm in, now I'm in arrest and there's stuff happening. They're, they're like, calm down, calm down. But I couldn't calm down doing all the That's yoga so breathing traumatic. that I could you imagine. God bless my baby. Um, yeah, all the yoga breathing. Like, yoga breathing is bullshit. I'll say that because I couldn't calm myself down. I was giving birth. Yeah. And, like, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to do here. And they finally let my husband in. But when they did, apparently Oof. my uh, my doctor had run past him saying, something's not right, something's not right. So there was something that apparently happened while I was giving birth. But, you know, the moment you hear her scream... It's like, oh, it's such a relief of yeah. like, oh, I just brought life into this world. But that like, I remember um, not knowing like what was happening. Like, oh, I feel tingling down my legs. And then I could feel them wiping my my humongous belly to like prep me to cut me open. Oh, bless God bless you. you. So I could feel my whole body move. Bless you. God bless you. But I thought every moment I'm going to be able to feel them cut me. Like I think... Yeah, that that anxiety. So I think in the beginning I had some PTSD from that. I mean, it's not it's not a fun surgery to go through. No. Once they gave her to me, I don't remember anything. So really? I think they must have knocked me out after that. Uh, you know, they keep you awake long enough to see your child. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just finish this up. So mm, not not. I'm easy. happy it all ended well because yeah, it sounds like it got definitely a little crazy traumatic. and traumatic mm-hmm. and she just is such a happy healthy baby and she's completely so I still have like Shane's baby blanket that I use for him it's like this blue fuzzy fleecy thing it's with like so satin lined edges love that blanket. it is and she right now is like so partying in it. <laughs> she is. She's like <laughs> sucking the edges and just like literally she's partying in this blanket. And like she's having her own party. She wiggled because Christine wrapped her up like the way you wrap up a baby. Yeah. And she like you already knew you're like she's going to get out of this. Yeah. But like she has like her little foot that's free. It's almost like an evening her feet gown. Her arms are free. Yeah, exactly. She knows what to do. Like she looks right now like that baby that people find on doorsteps. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> naked, but like swaddled in a blanket, but like popping out of it. She is that very image right now Look bald could be a boy could be a girl you don't know like why is this a pretty baby in a blue blanket she's just chilling <laughs> she is she's like a chilled out baby mm-hmm. but not chilled out where she's like doesn't have all this spunk she's just partying oh you want to say she hi she wants to be heard <laughs> oh okay i like you too fight <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna have to come visit you sometimes yes so yeah, I just think that the that for me it me know, what's doing wrong? what's wrong to my baby. What do you want to go back do? to your mama? I think so. Yeah, that's okay. She might still be hungry. You never know. I think I also heard a fart too. Oh no! I is hope there she doesn't more do poops again. Well, I don't God know. Help us all. Or it could be the it was either a fart or the other foot trying to get free. <laughs> Maybe you want to go to your mama. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'm not going to stop that from happening. <laughs> uh, so I think me doing stand up, like I said, like it may seem like it's, you know, like a, an, a a cool thing. But for me, it was I need to keep my sanity. And so what I I never nobody had ever told me what postpartum was supposed to be like. But um, 
I remember like not having control over my thoughts. Oh, wow. And would and they get having, really, really dark? They got real dark. And I was also, I was sent home without, uh, without pain medicine wow. after a major abdominal That's surgery. That's stupid of them. Because it was Labor Day weekend and uh, apparently there was no doctor there to prescribe, uh, to prescribe a narcotic. So I went home without pain medicine and, um, and they make you feel, they make you feel guilty about asking for pain medicine when you just had a major surgery. And, you know, how's that work? Is it because of the breastfeeding? Like, no, but they still give it to you because you're breastfeeding and you think to yourself, like, I'm not, I'm not into drugs. I don't love drugs. Never, but I never you just really got did. cut open. So, right. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm in a lot of pain and, uh, and I have stitches and, you know, they went through every single layer of muscle and fat uh, to get to this. And so, you know, I'm going to need you to give up. me something. So I don't want to jump out my window. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and she so, like, seems to have enjoyed maybe some of the narcotics. Maybe. I mean, she's one of the best, most adjusted babies. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, this is well, planet they make Earth. You think, I, I remember getting on stage that first time and being like, uh, nurses make you feel like you're blow, getting ready to blow a dude in an alley for H. Like, <laughs> like, it's not. I just, you just cut me open. Can I just get some Percocet? Whatever it is, like figure it out they make you feel like a drug like they a really a, a really druggie. do well i went you know it's totally different but not where i had a severe panic attack ended up in the emergency room like it yeah, wasn't I heard me. about that it wasn't like a joke and then i went to my doctor like hey i need some clonopin pretty much as backup so i don't have to end up in the er <laughs> yeah and he like wouldn't like he gave me something else that's way lighter whatever but like i felt like i was a drug addict mm-hmm. and i was like no, I'm asking for what I need. I, uh, you know, and I kept joking. I'm like, this isn't my first rodeo. But what I meant is like, if I already was a drug abuser, I would have been a drug abuser. Right. Like I already have gotten through. But maybe they, you know, maybe they, they think that they don't want to be the people that, you know, initiate the addiction because like the addiction starts from somewhere. Right. I mean, I get, I get the issue, um, but I don't quite understand where it starts I don't know like I think some doctors must be must be more apt to prescribe you know and so then that I think they're all getting much more I mean they're getting they're getting a lot of nervous or safe or whatever the word would be I guess all of it Mm -hmm. which I can respect like you're saying at the same time something like you like you just got cut open like that's what they're for right is for things like that and I would even say like I don't want these I said at the second day I was like I don't want to take these every single every four hours let me try to not I said that the second day and those were the worst four hours of my life like wow I remember being like oh like I can just take the Motrin and then I was like you you couldn't console me it was Oof. it was the most painful unimaginable pain and then they cut um, through your stomach yeah they cut through my stomach so when I you know I went from taking Percocets every four hours to to nothing and then I went home and we got in the car and I had to drive on Motrin or not drive my husband drove but I was in the back of the car on Motrin my whole family had come Motrin's nothing <laughs> no um my family had come to visit and and see her so my my nephews my sister my brother-in-law my mom and my dad and my husband are all and I am sobbing on the couch because I have like I have all the pain and I'm trying to feed her and pump and uh but they're like why why is aunt cookie that's what they call me why is aunt cookie 
so sad. Why? And like they were, they were just terrified of me because I just like, you can't sit down. You can't stand up. You can't yeah. like walking is shuffling a foot six inches. Like that's not, it's not walking. It's like, oh yeah, I'm putting weight on my feet here. You know, like it's, it's a terrible thing. Um, Labor's so, so crazy. She right crazy. now looks like a little turtle. I know I she keep giving like you guys updates, but like, and, and I'm definitely going to have to post whether it's the three of us or just the two of them. <laughs> when this comes out, I'm going to have to post because you have to see the cuteness that is this little baby. Like she is just <laughs> right now. She's literally like a cute baby turtle poking her head out of this blanket, <laughs> looking around the room because I have all these paintings around the room that have pretty bright colors to them. And I swear to God, she's looking at it like, huh. I feel like she gets it more than anyone has ever gotten my paintings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, I understand that. Oh, I get that one for sure. Yeah. yeah. She's we like, all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I remember there, my past life. It. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. I do. Be- I do think that. I mean, so the so the idea behind your podcast is is what? Go exactly. Like, it's just Ooh. being like digging deep. <laughs> Is that what it is? I would say. A lot of people have been asking me that lately. So I guess I should have, uh, because I have like a little description on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that means. I wrote that a while ago. But I would say now, um, yeah, in a sense, it's like going deep into whatever because sometimes, a lot of times, it gets very spiritual. Obviously, I'm pretty out there with my beliefs. Um, But I also have tons and tons of comedians on. So it's also just like getting into really any issue that, in a very honest, open, but mm-hmm. kind way. I think like a lot of comedy podcasts that are popular have a lot of um, negativity. Yeah. Like it's all it's about like we don't really cutting care each, other about down. each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not me at all. Yeah, no. Not that I'm not a feisty person. No, or, we get it. Yeah. There, there needs to be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I, I would say it's a podcast where I want to get to know people and their experiences, but in a way that's like. Yeah, it goes deep and it's real, but still with humor and kindness. Yeah. So I guess I would say then the the biggest thing for me in this conversation, I I after the three days of postpartum and then um really like having a conversation with myself in my kitchen. I remember on the like probably the second day of this this terrible experience. My perfect baby is asleep. My husband who is next to perfect. I know everybody thinks so. Um, And he was asleep. And I was in the kitchen and I had just pumped. And I'm like fighting these thoughts. And I stared at a knife way too many times in three days. And I thought to myself, "I, um, I don't want to use this knife why am I staring at it and and then I had all these ideas of what women had done to their children and it was like why would they do that and I kept even out loud to myself why would women do this why would women do and like so I'm talking myself through whatever this thing was that was happening these thoughts and these things that are coming in that are pretty dark that that are dark almost are not of you but coming through right right this dark like eat like an evilness that uh that i that i had never experienced like i've i've been depressed i can't get out of bed like that kind of shit uh in my life and had you know terrible things happen to me but never never to this like uncontrollable like I'm afraid of me and I don't know why I'm afraid of me. Like you were having for real suicidal thoughts that were more. And I had a conversation with myself in my, in my kitchen where I said, because these, these weird thoughts were happening, you know, I, I I said, well, I'll just, I'll just kill myself first. And I like decided on that. I will, 
then if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be me. And I haven't had that that thought ever again. But the ideas um, and the memory, not the ideas, but the memory of those ideas, they don't go away. They, you know, like I, I, for sure, I remember what I was thinking and that, you know, that's a scary thing too. So, you know, to come to that point, like, oh, this is the spirit, giving birth is spiritual. And, um, and I remember like talking to a friend and saying, uh, that, that nobody told me about postpartum and that I, I hadn't been prepared for it. Um, and they just say like, if you have thoughts of, you know, if you have thoughts of hurting your baby, well, like. I don't, I wouldn't hurt my baby, but I'm, but it's hard to put my finger on what sense I was having. Um, so I didn't, and I even went to the doctor at one point. I was like, I think I need help. Wow. And my doctor was like, I don't think we're going to put you on anything because I think now that you're talking about it, you're fine. Like I had asked for the help. And, um, but I, I think they didn't want me to be having these thoughts, like because we've gotten so, you know, you get close with your doctors and your nurses and stuff. And, um, like, nobody wants you to be having these thoughts. I don't want to be having these thoughts. But I'm having them and I'm smart enough to tell you that I'm having them. So what do we do now? Yeah. And then they did eventually, they did go away. Um, but they didn't give you any... Nothing. Medication for No it. medication. But I... And that's why I got on stage. I said to myself, I need to do something to alleviate this. And I, I also never want to give up on me. Uh, Cause I wouldn't want my daughter to give up on her. And so I got on stage and uh, after that, like after that was out and I think of how fortunate we are that we have that ability and whatever the fortitude or whatever it may be, or I'm insane enough to go do this thing with a huge incision and a baby um, at home. And you know, all this, I, I wanted to do it for her in so many ways. Um, I wanted to do it for her to, to keep her safe. And it's like, Oh, safe from me. Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, and, uh, I don't think a lot of women have that. I think a lot of women have to swallow whatever they're going through and they have to suffer silently and they have to stay in those four walls and, uh, and they have to be alone. And a lot of, and I even thought to myself, there are women, I have my husband, I have uh, an insane amount of support, friends and comics and family and whatnot. Even though my family is not, you know, really close to me, I talk to them every day. I thought to myself, like, what's it like for a woman in a, in a trailer who's, who's the father of her child just, I don't know, just went out to go drinking again or is on meth or whatever. And they're so despondent and they're so alone and they don't have anybody to talk to, um, who am I to not talk about this? I have to. And, uh, and so that's why, you know, I got on stage and I said, I I hated my husband. I don't hate him, but that's what I do to get it out. Yeah. And, um, and I think you do, there are moments of, of hate and there's a lot of moments of love. And, you know, and then once I told him, because I said it on stage and once I said it on stage, it got out of me. So it didn't have control anymore. Uh, and I think maybe that can be that can be translated to women that don't do stand up where as long as it gets out of you to someone, then then it doesn't have control anymore. It doesn't have power over you. And uh, and then I said it to my husband, like, you don't understand how this is my fight with suicide. Like I'm fighting committing suicide and I've never. Uh, and, and then he really stopped and said, what's going on and he took a he took a bigger role and he had to he had to help me through those weeks um 
And then he said, I think you probably, and I went and talked to somebody, and, and she said, you, prob- you do have some PTSD uh, from, from your birth, from the birth of your daughter. Uh, but the more that I thought about it, the more spiritual I thought it was because <laughs> at no point is giving birth ever going to be easy or even if it is surgical, my heart was racing and I was, and that, that lack of control that I, that I said earlier in our conversation, that lack of control wasn't me that I think that was God or I think that was her and my heart was breaking. I was afraid because I thought, what God, am I not going to do this? Okay. Am I going to like, am I going to fail here? I thought something was wrong with her. And I could feel God. Like, I could, whatever God or love, it was the biggest expression of love that I've, that I, I can't, I can't put it into words. And I think seeing that, um, it is, uh, it's inexplicable. And I, you know, I, I think I was afraid of it. And now, now I see it in a different way. Um, and, uh, yeah, pain is, pain is magic. I mean, well, first of all, <laughs> that's, the, I, so I am obviously, I just want, I, I am crying everyone listening. <laughs> I mean, how, I mean, in, in a way, I don't want to say how could you not, because I'm sure a lot of people are not crying, yeah. but, you know, I want to say it made me think of you and I talked a couple months before you gave birth on FaceTime and I'm not going to go too deep into that. I didn't give that. birth on FaceTime, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, she FaceTimed me. I was there the whole time. Um, no, we talked and I'm not going to share very no, much can. of Please, it. No, no, But I ahead. remember. I was, um, that I hated being pregnant. Not, I mean, well, you were, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but no, what I remember is you were worried about her, how you'd be as a mother. And I just mm-hmm. want to say like, you're blowing me away. And that's all, that's the only thing I wanted to bring up is like, not only are you such a loving, kind and aware mother and funny, but you're speaking already. She's only three months and you're already speaking up about really important issues that, yes, we've been talking a bit about postpartum, but I think you're bringing in a whole other element because you speak on things also with humor and so bluntly. And even when the humor drops because it gets serious, it's mm. like people want to listen to your experience because you're so honest. And I just also appreciate talking about the four walls because pregnant, not pregnant, mom, dad, man or woman. Isolation isolation is something that is so tough to deal with. And then here you just brought in a baby in this world. You had a crazy incision that they didn't properly medicate you for. And you were having these crazy dark thoughts and yet you still fought. Not only did you fought, fight, you got on stage. And that's something already a lot of people are very frightened to do. But you were like, I'm in this place. I'm having these thoughts. I'm going to do something that's going to save my life. And ultimately, Aaron and Piper's. And I just think it's so incredible how you're handling everything with so much grace, so much humor, so much honesty. And I just admire you so much. And I've always admired you, but like, I feel like the way you handled your pregnancy and being a mother and all of it is blowing me away. And I'm just so proud of you. And I think she is so lucky to have parents like you guys. 
Ah oh, man, I'm fagging out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and look at her; she's like literally so like. We, why the, are we? Co- she's like so female baby Jesus right she now. She is baby Jesus right look now. Look at her; she's like she's wrapping this pipe. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's listening to this, and she has these like little angel sweet eyes. She's just looking at me like, and I know I can't. <laughs> she just you're smiling she just at went, me. I can't like, take with the you. out, mom. I love you, Piper. Yeah, you're an angel. She, she's made out of giggles. <laughs> this one. <laughs> There's so much, and I I don't want to look like in in my story. Yeah, I think every story and every woman's experience is it's it's all beautiful, and it's but mine is mine, right? And yours, I would love to hear yours. Um, I just think I'm going through this right now, and yeah. I, you know there are some absolutely magnificent women that have done it before me did that you did it i mean you yeah. you know and there are women that have done stand up you know laurie kilmartin i told her that i'm like you're my you're kind of my yoda because what she's <laughs> what she's done and how she did the exact same thing like she would take her son everywhere and then she ended up having to do a lot of it alone so it's like yeah i mean mine i may seem like that's it and she was it there is. with me at the lantern barking <laughs> barking <laughs> and i thought i thought my Which stories might be a little abusive if i think about it <laughs> we're so rough with just me and i was in great shape uh no no that's not the same so for you to be able to do that i mean we're all it's it's magical what women are capable of what we people all have are our capable own struggle of. we yeah. do we do. And women have done. Look, Khalees Hawkins did it. I know. Yeah, I don't she really was know. a real warrior. She's a warrior. So if whatever we have, whatever success we get and whatever success we don't think we have, every person that is doing their best in every situation that they're doing it, they are. We're everyone's a warrior. Like you have to you have to stop looking at the things that you don't have and start paying attention to the things that you do. And I try to tell my husband that every day because he's not past here or he doesn't have this special. We don't have this or, you know, we want a bigger house. But at the end of the day, you have to. And I think you have to really hold on tight to the beauty and, and your and your blessings. You have to be grateful. Blessings or gratitude, or whatever it may be. You have to be grateful for the, the magic that you have now yeah. because you're going to miss it if you don't pay attention to it. Um, Cause it, I know they say it goes by so fast, but instead of looking at it in our children, I think we also have to look inside of ourselves and go, Oh, well I did that. Like it's h- uncomfortable for me to hear you say that you're proud of me. Um, that it, that it's a great thing. I, you know, it's hard to take those things. You have to receive sometimes though, don't you? You have to, instead of just giving all the time, you kind of have to take it all in. Um, you know, and I, I think that's kind of where we are. I mean, I love everything you're saying. Cause it's literally, I've been thinking a lot about the ability to receive mm-hmm. is, and it's exactly in line with what you were saying is being able to receive also allows you to be present in this moment mm-hmm. because I do the same thing of, Oh, once I have dot, 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 I'll finally feel good. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing so much work of trying to come into the present moment, being so grateful. Just the fact that my son is healthy and happy. Right. Because any parent who has a child that's sick, which you and I both cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. um, You know, that to me is the biggest nightmare. So I always try to just say, okay, I, I have shelter. My son is healthy. I'm healthy right, right now. Let me come back here. But I think it does link to just being able to receive because I've been noticing too, like after my album, which went really well, I've had people 
been saying nice things to me and I've been noticing you my don't know own. how to do it. I can't take it yeah. in. I'm like, like I, I come back with 10 million compliments for them, oh, which yeah, is like yeah. odd. I'm like, oh, they're like, you, you did really well. One. And I'm like, well, you're a goddess. And, you're, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, like Kate, like. Just, just take, take it, it in. Just take it like, in. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But I get panicked. Well, because for such a long time, and, I, and I, everybody's life is is different, but then also some of our experiences are similar in that, like, you you barked, I barked. We've all been that, you know, pl- like, please like me. Please, you know, you're in that yeah. scratching for any kind of attention or, or gratitude or whatever. Like, you're told for such a long time that you're such a piece of shit. And then for people to appreciate something that you've worked a decade for or or seven, eight years or whatever it may be, uh, even if it's five, you know, for you to be getting any kind of accolades, you, you have to learn yeah. that it's okay. That like you you won't always be scrounging. You won't always be begging. That like yeah. there comes, a, there, maybe there is a light. You're, you'll always work and you'll always feel like you're scrounging. <laughs> but you have to take those the moments of light when they come. And uh, well, it's what you're saying is really evolving from the surviving mentality to a thriving, where mm-hmm. it's like, and, and it's a collective belief where a lot of us, it's like dog eat dog, you know, the competitive. Like if if you do well, I can't do well. It's like this thing mm-hmm. of like lack mentality, and I think we're all trying to get to a place in our own individual ways of like, how can I really thrive? Well, it's moving from without to within. Like I'm, I'm not living without anymore. Yeah, and and I am starting to turn within, and I think I have like <laughs> I have her. this human <laughs> that I've I've paid attention to all the love that's been kind of showered on on my family, and people love it. Like you said earlier, people love us as a unit. I don't know that kind of adoration. I've never, you know, and like she's changed my life astronomically because, you know, some people say. They, you know, people get on stage and they say, I hate kids or I, you know, but the moment, God bless you, bless you, the moment you put a baby in somebody's arms and if a baby doesn't like that person, that person crumbles in an instant. It's like, what's wrong with me? I think that's what a lot of that conversation is, that it's cool to say that you hate kids, but then the moment... Once it's around so you, like, it's so, it's so corny. It's so hack. It is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, look at this. Like, how do you hate? I this hate baby? babies and sunshine and flowers. Right. Fuck unicorns. Yeah. Did you just smile at yeah. me? <laughs> you know, we're not all we're not all uh, Carlin, but like, I have Carlin in me. I hate everyone too. But of like, course, but like, it 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 has become hack. It has to just be negative. Right. It's like, look, what you just did. You're clearly not all sunshine and rainbows you just told us one of the most bravest darkest things of the thoughts that came after because once again a lot of moms have trouble voicing what you just did because they're like oh my gosh I just became a mom I'm supposed to be happy if I tell someone you're supposed to be shitting rainbows yeah and you're like if I tell someone they're gonna think I'm a bad mom already or I'm evil yeah right so already first of all once again you're so brave but you're clearly still able to have one foot in the dark. Like you're not just over here now. Like I had a baby. So now all I see are rainbows <laughs> and unicorns. Like, I mean, I do only dress my daughter in pink, but you know what? Like I, I have come to the dark <laughs> not side. Right now. Not right now. She's in blue. She's rocking the blue. I'm gonna have to take a picture of her, of both of you in this blanket. <laughs> yeah. Cause I can't. Why? 
Why? She's doing the cutie Snatching. faces again. <laughs> yeah. She's like literally partying right now. Yeah, she is. Silently. She poses. She's posing. She poses for you. Well, her and her daddy do stare at the mirror together. Do they? Yeah, that's the thing that she got from her father. Like, I run away from mirrors because there's like a vampire inside of me, I guess. But like. You're still I, working through the I'm working through there. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. But she and daddy like to, uh, they, they do pose. They do like blue steel in the mirror it's it's you should see this and every time she goes by a mirror she's now it. she stares at the mirror really? yes she does i'm like oh we're creating a monster here you're a rock star she is a rock star she's bigger can on, we be friends please, please i mean reach you can reach, decide get her get her you could decide later when you like <laughs> can use words yeah and i won't be offended if you don't want to but i really like you she's not a big toy person she is a big person person. She I likes, love that. She likes the, the connection of people. And so, <laughs> you know, but she does. There have been a couple people that she didn't like. And then they now they try harder. I'm like, that's good. Make them work for it, girl. Because yes. you don't want to, you know, there's some no people one wants that to be did. rejected by a baby. Nope. Nope. She has uh, she has brought men to their knees. Ooh, yeah, she has this one. Well, when you brought so, her to the comedy club, I loved, you know, she was basically being passed around like different of our friends, different <laughs> yeah. comics were holding her. And I loved watching some of these comics whose acts are so hard and uh-huh. tough and then melting as they hold her. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> you should see. Um... I took a picture of Mike Cannon holding her. He was gazing at her uh-huh. like he like melted and then he's sitting next to Rosebud and they're both like gazing upon a bit. Like I was like, I need like, to get And this. you guys are so full of vitriol, you know, <laughs> they're so, they're so edgy and it's like, but oh. they're also obviously the, the kindest people mm-hmm. too, which is yeah. like, well, we're so lucky. That's what I said. Like yeah. the love in the comedy community. Cause people are at least, at least they're being honest, yes. you know? And I, I feel like, you know, people are like, Oh, well, what kind of, what kind of parent are you going to be? bringing your kid to a comedy club. And I said, even, like, I was so defensive about it. I'm like, there is no more honest place. Yeah. There isn't. Like, in church, there's a lot of people lying in that church. And maybe they are lying in a comedy club, too. But it is that, there is no safe space. I like the fact that there is no, quote, safe space. I don't want, I don't want comedy to be bastardized by this, like, everybody's got to be so nice to each other. No, 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 they don't. Everybody has to be honest with each mm. other. And then, and then, and still respectful, and res- right? But like, we're gonna get to that. You know, your struggle's your struggle, and deal with your struggle, and be honest about it. Yeah. And I like the fact that my, a lot of my friends are the most different from me. You know, like that. Yeah. I spend time with some really strange people, <laughs> and but I'm really happy about that because I don't want her to think that everybody's the same. It's not Wonder Bread. That's not America anymore. Like this is. Oh, she's going to have such a cool life because once again, she has all these characters around her that are not just funny, but they're honest and kind and they're all just loving on her. Yeah. Like you have literally badass comics who go on stage every night. They deal like in New York City mm-hmm. and they're all doting on her. Yeah. Like well, Ari Shafir gave her the finger at the cellar okay, well, in a picture. And it, but it was a whole thing we were joking about. And Aaron was like, "Cause I, for I'm a second upset. I was, yeah, for a was second upset. was he? And then, and then I go, it was all, we were all laughing, and it was a mockery of that thing that you just talked about, like okay. fuck babies. Like he held her and like, ga- I'm like same if thing, you gazed need upon her. Me to hurt someone. No, no. Okay. <laughs> but he, can you like, imagine? <laughs> Ari would be like, Kate, get out of here. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. But like he'll always be like, uh, you brought the baby, and he's like snuggled her for a while, and they were like, well, even he. 
they, he was like, can I hold her? And Adrian Appalucci was holding her. And they, everybody was like, ah, Ari. And he goes, I mean, I won't drop. God, guys, I won't drop her. Not, not that he talks like that, yeah. but that was the <laughs> idea. And so he held her and he was like, oh, it's a cool baby. Like, that's it. So She's she, amazing. You know, and a lot I of people. I can't wait for everyone to check her out on Instagram. I know. I feel like I need to get her. She's way more important than I am, honestly. No, no she is. Uh, she needs her own Instagram page. I'm I sure think it she'll be have Piper's one eventually. World. Piper's World. <laughs> and like, we need to have this reality show so people can. I don't want her to be the Truman Show, though, you know? No, yeah. You have to. Because yeah. I, I made sure, too, with Shane, like, he's always been somewhat in the spotlight, right? But mm-hmm. I've also tried to make sure not too much until. I think about now we're getting to a point as he hits middle school where I'm like, I feel like he's getting ready to maybe. Because he has his own Instagram now right. that he does himself. So it's like, you'll feel it out. It's once again different for each family mm-hmm. or person it's yeah. like I can say what I did but it doesn't even matter no you know like you're gonna it do it evolves with you yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's really you're uh, trust me you're already just a killer mom I have no at all concerns or worries and if I did I could go fuck myself really but yeah. like yeah. <laughs> seriously that's such like, a mom thing to say I feel like you know what honestly I'll give you advice but you don't need to take it we're all gonna be fine yeah well I used like, to I, have that too of yeah. like when Shane was that age of people coming up being like where's his hat and I'm like lady he threw it off 20 times get away from me <laughs> yeah like I don't need this person I don't know shaming me right like please back up yeah so well I had Monroe Martin tell me he was like you need to rub her head and I go <laughs> why and he goes listen you don't want your baby to be growing up and then he showed me a picture of a baby with a flat head and he goes you don't want her to look like this and then he goes just rub the head rub her head and I was like okay I'm rubbing her head now and he goes you'll be really happy when she has luscious locks and like something like that so you know and then uh, lots of head rubbing lots of head rubbing now that's what he that's said that's also we need for to babies do that. who lay in the crib for too long at the flat head yeah they do and I don't think she's in her crib think I think never, she's held a lot she's got a lot of arm colic yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then right <laughs> she, oh, her head's getting rubbed and also, she like half likes it and she's also half like look at you she doesn't know what to do here. You're a little way. baby Buddha. She is Buddha. Yeah. Uh, uh, All right. Well, like we got to wrap up. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. I'm we so, definitely we're so proud got of deep you. in that. We're really, really proud of you. Mm-hmm. I am. Well, I'm proud you. of you over you doing your album and 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 all that stuff like I wanted to say that when I came in that I like it's weird that I have this mothering sense of all like all my friends now I'm like you know you're doing a really good job and you should be proud of what you did it even no matter what you went through I know like you hear the story I don't know if you did it on your podcast like of what happened like what you went through um what was it like two weeks ago or oh something. with the yeah I did but I didn't go fully fully into it yet but I will okay <laughs> but even like for you to go through that and then and then consequently still go and and crush at your album I know how hard it is to prepare for an album and then hope that it goes well and then it goes well and they're like you know and so then the work after that comes that you have to put it all together so I'm working on that now but I just I know going through it how hard it can be and so I'm really proud of you for doing it thank you for saying that it was pretty crazy to have such an intense panic attack and then like Two weeks later, I'd be like, have to, like, go do because I was like, is my body going to? Am I going to be go okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. am I going to have a panic attack before? Because it's so uncontrollable when that happens. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, I was like praying to God. I was like, please do not let me while I'm on stage. But you will never because yeah. that's like I said before. It's our. It's what we do. It's our greatest. Our yeah. greatest self is up there. 
the greatest version of us. Tomorrow I finish the rap video. So wish me luck. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. I'm a little like I have uh, I do have a lot of yoga tonight or something in meditation. I'm going to definitely get prepared and I have some I have like three Xanax backup. Okay. I don't want to take them. I don't ever want to have to take that in order to perform anything. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that that won't have to happen and instead I'll just listen to my body and like know when I'm pushing rest it. yeah yeah so but yeah tomorrow's the the last filming day. it was supposed to be one filming day but kind of <laughs> yeah, sidetracked you do what you do yeah <laughs> that's the way that life goes what are you gonna do but um where can they find you uh on twitter I'm funny christine the christ-like way of of writing it funny christine and then on instagram I'm funny x teen and then uh on on facebook you know I'm Christine Mehanberg. And we're going to try, I think, maybe to do like a Piper's World Instagram. I'm going to follow you, Piper, okay? I've been on all the podcasts recently. She's been on all the podcasts. So we're around. We're everywhere. You're chilling. You'll you'll find me. And guys, you can find me. Go on my website, thekatewolf.com. I'm still giving tarot card readings and the other kind of out there healings. So just hit me up, (laughs) katewolf27 at gmail.com. And I should be having shows and stuff coming up. Um, um, Dragon Sorcery will be coming back, I think, in February. So just check out my website. I love you all for supporting. And thank you to everyone who came out to the album recording. It meant the world to me. So, and thank you, Christine. Thank you. And, and please, Piper. if you hear this, can I say this? If you hear it and you heard my, my PT, or PTSD or my um, postpartum. postpartum you know, issue and you feel alone, you can always reach out to me because I think that you're not, nobody is. You don't have to be, so. You are the freaking best. Thanks, man. I'm so proud of you too. Thanks. We're receiving each other's love. (laughs) Look at us. We're so gay. Growth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.